This is Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Finney. This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Techno Connor. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Oh, bring it in. Here it is. Episode 52, The Punch Podcast with Javen Starts for you now. And uh, look, I've got a great guest to get to today, Nikita Zhu. Why? Because there's a fight announcement for him, and you'll have all the details very, very soon. Because 2023 seems to be the year of big fight announcements and a few disappointments as well, obviously, with the Tim Zhu Charlo situation, which we're currently moving through at the moment. The update. Yet nothing, not a lot happening. We are waiting for the WBO to uh, let us know what's going to happen to those belts. Will they be stripping Charlo of the Super Welterweight titles, either with the WBO or right across all four belts? Or will they be letting him retain while he goes and fights Charlo up at 168? And then we'll see what happens uh, after that. But it's looking to me like they might strip him. This is just a gut feel from what I'm seeing based off the pressure they put on Tiafimo Lopez over the last 24 to 48 hours and the pressure of him to let them know whether or not he's retiring like he did claim or, in fact, he's going to come back for a title defense because Devin Haney was sniffing around and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening there with that as we speak so uh watch this space and i'll keep you posted on how that falls but domestically here in australia when you do see an announcement for no limit boxing you know something good's coming and you usually just think oh they're about to announce a fight well yeah they did but they came out in fashion this time and announced four in six weeks Four and six weeks. That's massive. Kicking off July 19 with Akuso. Yep, Paulo Akuso will be fighting uh, Reynold Quinlan, who is just a, a demon in this sport and has been for a very, very long time. And you can see Paulo Akuso there. If you've seen him fight before, he is without a doubt a future star in this country, if not already. I'm a big supporter of what what he does. And uh, I've seen him fight a couple of times live in the flesh, and he is, he is something else. Obviously, former Olympian, very, very big amateur career, and as a pro, just devastating so far. The next fight they've announced is an all-girl card. July 26, Taylor Harris is going to be fighting for the Australian Super Welterweight title. Now, she's going to challenge for that one as well. And all of these are actually going to be live and free on Fox Sports and KO, all right? So this isn't pay-per-view. This is just flick your telly on on a Wednesday night, and you're going to get all this action. July 9, you've got Isaac Hardman back in there, the head splitter. If you're uh, across him, you'll know he's amazing when it comes to press and uh, he is just hilarious and he's also a certified killer all right he's unbelievable knockout of the year that one from last year which was absolutely sickening Um, he's very very dangerous and uh, in this case he'll be looking to get back in the winner's circle he's been challenged if not unlucky in the last couple of outings for him so uh be good to see him get back hopefully into that winner's circle and then the big one sydney's horton pavilion is going to light up for nikita zoo and liam wilson both in a double header now opponent tba i'm probably going to try and squeeze that out of nikita zoo who will join us in a matter of minutes right here on the punch podcast but also no opponent yet named for liam wilson or undercard so all of that stuff's yet to come but they've just done a bit of a save the date. Here's what's happening. And uh, I'll keep you up to date on what I know, when I know right here. So like, subscribe, share, do all that sort of stuff for all your information. And uh, it's going to be great to see Liam Wilson back in the ring as well when uh, he obviously lost that fight for the world title, the WBO Super Feather in Glendale for uh, Emmanuel Navarrete. Now, this was the one that was covered in controversy. He was looking good. He was in front. He knocked down Navarrete in round four and there was a blatant long count It went well over 10 seconds. It was more like 13. And then by the time he stopped the count to the fight restarted, maybe another five or six. So 
but then gave Navarrete a little bit more time to get back in the fight, and ultimately he stopped uh, Wilson in round nine. So that was his last time around for that world title. So great to have him back in Sydney at the Horden, and that show, no doubt, is going to be phenomenal. But look, let's just fire up the Zoom and get to one of the stars of that main card. That is the pay-per-view, and that is the one you definitely don't want to miss because it's always action. In fact, his whole family has been for probably the last 35 years. <laughs> when you're a zoo, it's action. That's how you roll. Let's fire it up. The Zoom's live, and we are talking... To Nikita Zhu, welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you feeling with a new date? I'm excited because I have something to work for. Without fights in your schedule, then you kind of feel lost as a fighter. You don't know really what to do. And staying active is one of the things that's important to have some sort of structure in your life. Well, we say this, but yet to have an opponent. Now, we don't know, unnamed, do you? There are a couple names coming around. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell anyone, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm going to say you are, and then uh, you can get in trouble for it later. <laughs> Australian or international? Uh, Australian, yeah. Okay, good. Australian. Australian. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little tease. Okay. <laughs> just flirt with us. I'll give. Okay, good stuff. Well, yeah, look, there's obviously some good names floating around there and uh, some that did pop up on my radar that I was looking at. Obviously, you've got... Ben Marnie, you've got Kamazuti Air, there's a few others floating around as well. And obviously there are, like we did say, there are a few international options for you. You did mention that there's an Aussie on the cards, but even those international fights would be starting to be coming on your radar as well soon, would you say? Um, I wouldn't say at the moment, maybe in a year or two, because we're still still baby steps. In order to go towards the international opponents, I have to really clean out all the trading prospects. And I haven't done that yet. I've only had six fights at the moment. So I think by the time we hit like maybe 15 fights, that's when we'll start looking for international opponents. Are you looking to try and get some of those Aussie belts like Dylan Biggs just won over on the weekend as well? Is something like getting those straps something that you want to do? Look, I honestly don't care much about the belts. It's more just they bring a kind of ranking system and it's kind of like a, it's a monumental thing to kind of get these belts out of the way. And in order to progress, you have to be able to win these kind of belts. They're in the, the, the near future. Yeah, we got my eye. We got we got our eyes on this on that kind of stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I can see. Is that a big old gym set up behind you? You're just never too far away from training, are you? No, this is my barbecue. Actually, oh, it's the wheel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked like it was your uh, your bench press. Yeah, no, I, I got I got my, I got my gym in, uh, in my garage. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, obviously, looking at your past three opponents, Dark and Dryden, Bo Belvin, um, the Bomber, obviously, you've made light work of the last one in particular who who there was a, some great back and forth around that whole eight rounds and it ended only going mm-hmm. uh, a short amount of time uh, do, you, do you think with this opponent that you may have uh, that you can uh, reveal at the end we'll, we'll hold everyone over um, <laughs> that um, it, it, is it potential to go that long I'd like to go the the full eight rounds I want to get that experience and the kind of the miles in the tank because, like, yeah, as I said in the Fox Sports interviews, a one-round fight, it's great and all, but you don't learn much from it. And I'm at a point in my career where I'm trying to learn as much from it. If it's later in my career when I'm already established, already got a whole bunch of skills to me, then a one-round fight is kind of happy. Because, like, you got the job done, in and out, so let's go. Just like my brother had. Go fishing I wrote one round after him. It. It's kind of perfect, yeah. And got straight, straight going fishing. <laughs> But, but for me, I'm I'm still learning. I'm still in the um in the elementary days of my career. So at this point, I'm just trying to just gain all the skills that I possibly can. Well, from where we see uh, right now, you've got a whole bag of those. 
<laughs> How does it go though? I heard you say that about the you want longer fights and stuff like that. But let's say, let's be honest, with the with the last one with Bomber, you saw blood and just went savage mode. So there was no, there was not wasn't going to go any longer than you needed it to. But what about your team? Let's say Igor or whoever else. Mm-hmm. If you don't take an opportunity to knock someone out when it's there and finish a fight, is that good or bad? Or do they go, well, you had the opportunity, you didn't take it? You always need to take the opportunity. You never you never give your opponents the the ability to have like that little escape go that little escape. So if the opportunity was there, you I was bound to take it. But it's just yeah, we're not looking for those opportunities to come very often and kind of still try and grind out a little bit. You know what I loved about your last fight? It was uh, pretty awesome to watch. The I don't know, obviously we're six fights in now for you, uh, all victories for those playing at home, And um, but it seemed like a different version of you. Obviously lots of fun and games, lots of smiling, lots of laughing. Mm. We'll, we'll get to your ring walk in just a sec. But like <laughs> what's sort of, I guess, is the dust settling on being a pro boxer? Yeah, I'm adjusting to the scene. I'm adjusting to the kind of the media, the the occasion of the night and getting myself more and more comfortable with just everything to do with the sport. And you could, you could see that in the last fights. You could see if you like, if there was any kind of footage of me in the locker rooms, <laughs> you'd see how chilled out I am. Yeah. I'm just kind of goofing around and I'm just letting my, my real personality just like just flow. And that's when I'm the most dangerous because I'm in a happy stage. You're all happy until that, bell rang and then all or even so after maybe the first 60 seconds and then once there was yeah. a, a little wobble in in bomber's knee it was uh not happy nikita <laughs> it was business yeah. nikita yeah you gotta you gotta have that little switch in your head you gotta be able to put all all that stuff aside all the happiness aside and go get into business is it well obviously not because we saw a record knockout for you but like yeah we did ring walk to ymca um, mm-hmm. <laughs> your other fights were hard trance, and your other one was the Undertaker. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we, we, I've, got a, I've got a nice variety. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not pigeonholing yourself <laughs> at all. Uh, where where do you uh, is it a headspace to fight when you're coming out to the village people? Look, it brought like recently, ever since the movie Guardians of the Galaxy three came out, I became obsessed with like all the old tracks, and all the like the groovy music listening to the um the soundtracks of the of the movies so i was really into all the kind of old school kind of pop stuff and my manager glenn gave me the idea of going out to a different song and i was like yeah let's do it and he suggested the ymca and it was <laughs> history comes from there because <laughs> was it on the harrison undercard when you fought uh before tim's fight there mm-hmm. they, they stuffed up your song or something wasn't it it was a wrong yeah, remix or stuff- something yeah, so my friend he used to be a like a DJ and he studied DJ and he was um he did like a little edit for me to kind of get rid of the first intro and I sent them the track the edited one and they played the full version and in my head if I come out to the very intro I'd kind of mess up the whole timing with the ring walk so I was just standing there like ah oh, looks like I'm just we're gonna wait for a little bit oh, so I was yeah, cringing I, I was I was cringing at myself I hate it when people take too long to do ring walks. And look, 
yeah, I hated, I hated it, but it happened. That's good. You're a zoo. You can take as long as you want, mate. Edgar just builds that arena, <laughs> then you come out and did what you did. So it's it's completely yeah. fine. Yeah, because I saw that there was that UFC fighter recently who tried to come out to the Halo like the gaming theme of the like, or Halo and came out mm-hmm. to Beyonce's Halo and. <laughs> So the, the DJ played Beyonce instead of uh, obviously his uh, Halo gaming theme. So yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> but I see you yeah. as the person that would probably love that accident, and you'd just be like, "I'll oh, bring it." <laughs> yeah, look, that would, that would be a happy accident, but the messing up the wrong songs, just like simple stupid errors. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave up. you, I gave you one song to play, and you had to go find your own song. <laughs> Good stuff. Does uh does what do we got on the horizon for the next one? Then do you like because right now we don't know where you're going to go musically in your boxing career. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still going to stick to the same themes, the '80s kind of disco music. It's something that like I'm just really grooving to. I it's the only kind of music that I'm really training to. So we're going to stick with it. Yeah, definitely no more Undertaker. The Undertaker was was fun while it lasted, but I kind of go kind of got over it for a bit. It sort of aligned that music too with that that theme, that feeling, your attack to that's that's how I guess as much as you fight it, that's how the butcher was born, wasn't it? When it sort of came yeah, out to yeah. that theme, would you say? It was kind of like the blossoming of my career, and then yeah. you got to see another side with the hard hard trance, hard style music, and then you're really seeing deeper into my personality, the little bubbly side. <laughs> well, obviously, as we said, you said you, you're now obviously blossoming there. You've in full bloom right about now. I saw uh, mm-hmm. up at, uh, on the Gold Coast for, say, Carlos Acampo and Tim's fight recently, even after it, you were just getting mobbed by people. I saw you stood just near that door to, mm-hmm. to come back in and maybe, I reckon, 600 people took a photo with you. <laughs> you yeah, it's, it's, it's a very weird, weird thing to adjust to. Like, I'm still definitely not used to it. Whenever even just like people come up to me in public randomly, just out of the blue, I kind of act all awkward. I don't know how to react. Like they they know me. I'm just like, oh, oh, hello, hello. <laughs> but it's 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 very whole. It's a wholesome thing. Uh, when people people genuinely uh, interest interested in your career and they're really supporting you, it's just it's nice to be able to communicate with those people that. They're supporting you. I found that you took a bit of a different approach to that fight. I saw you pop in to the venue and just sort of go and sit down and keep completely away from, I guess, mm-hmm. Tim on that night as well. Was that something that you'd thought about prior? You just had your camera and you're just cruising around by yourself. No, I was I was in the dressing room afterwards. I was I had to go in by myself because I had to do some panel, Maybe. yeah, like some sort of panel there, and I came in a little bit early and. I had some kind of, yeah, some little media obligations. And then as soon as all that was over, I was took off my button up. I'm like, screw this. I want to get comfortable. Got my T-shirt out and yeah. just chilling there recording Tim in the background. Yeah. Well, not much to record in that one either. Uh, the zoos don't muck around, do they? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make like a little documentary and he took all the content away. <laughs> I noticed you've popped up a little YouTube channel uh, that's been, looks like it's been in the background for a little bit, but is that, you are like obviously being an architect and someone that builds the chairs barehanded uh, with, with mm-hmm. one chisel. You are, I guess, that creative type. Are you doing some stuff with video on that too now? Yeah, it's something that I find I find interesting. I like I like distracting myself away from boxing mm. and I like taking up hobbies that can kind of take my mind away from the sport that I'm in and kind of it's like a little release for me. And 
cameras cameras was something that I was always very interested in during high school, but I could never really understand. So when it came to the I I had like a little realization that in order for me to market myself, I have to have some good quality good quality content coming out and I had to really d- dive into it. So started doing some research into filmmaking and look, I'm definitely a complete amateur. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I just watch a little bit, a couple of YouTube videos here and there just to get myself accustomed to it. And yeah, I just make stuff. Yeah. I saw a little video and then I saw Nick Zoo or something like that. He's your <laughs> channel. And I'm like, Oh, hang on. Nikita's launched a bloody YouTube channel guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't market it at all. I kind of just like keep it in the, yeah. keep it low under the radar. And I want to try and see if the platform can kind of make, can kind of grow just just by the videos themselves, just through the YouTube algorithms, rather than me trying to share it through my Instagram all the time. Well, it's been on the Punch Podcast yeah. now, mate. It's bloody viral. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> hey, um, complain. hearing you're about to fly out to Thailand, Tim's over there doing some conditioning now. Yourself and uh, Uncle Slash Trainer Igor about to jump on a flight and take on Thailand. How's that looking? So I'm so I'm so ready for the. Uh, it's just like a change of pace, change of scenery. I've been kind of just been training in Sydney for last two years and it's my little, it's a chance to kind of just see a new, new place. And just the, when you go on like a little training camp, it's very motivating because you're there for one reason and that's the train. Like whenever I was going to fights in a different city, you kind of, there's something that switches on in your brain that, yeah, we're in fight mode because I'm away from home away from my dogs i'm not in my comfort zone anymore and this little trip is going to be like getting out of your comfort zone and really tuning into this fight tuning into this preparation you're not going to try and smuggle carlos or you're, you're good oh i don't know, <laughs> Take I don't know. He'll, probably, he'll, probably, he'll probably shit everywhere <laughs> <laughs> have you done thailand he, before i've instead of going to schoolies i went with my friends to thailand to phuket yeah. and that wasn't nothing to do with training. That was me basically blind drunk for two weeks straight. <laughs> Any tattoos <laughs> so we need to know about? <laughs> I'm going to see a different different side of Thailand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be on the other side. Uh, I saw some of Tim's photos from there. What does conditioning actually do for you? Like explain it to those that don't know what conditioning camp is. It's more just getting your fitness up and getting your body prepared. Rather, there's different aspects to the sport where you're focusing on the skillful side. Uh, there's parts of just like tactics, but a big fundamental thing to have is a good set of conditioning and a good good engine. Mm-hmm. And Thailand's a place that a lot of MMA fighters go to, a lot of boxers go to because it's got high humidity. It's just a if you feel like a very healthy place. There's two different sides of it. There's obviously the alcoholics all around, the people <laughs> drinking, the the probably the new the new potheads walking around everywhere yeah, with yeah. the legalization of marijuana. <laughs> but there's also the Muay Thai fighters, the the hardworking grinders that are there that simply live and breathe fighting. And being amongst people like that, it kind of brings you up. It makes you it makes you more motivated. It makes you kind of um, yeah, just brings an energy, a good energy. Yeah, that'd be good. And, and it's then, perfect for conditioning. Yeah, and then you'll come back and start to land the plane for for the fight when it comes. Yeah, then there'll be there'll be two weeks left until the fight, and that's 
that's around the fine the fine tuning part. That's where all the hard work has already been paid off, and we're just trying to um, make your body feel good. Do you have to do much of a weight cut, or do you find that pretty easy? Um, I drop anywhere from like ten to eight kilos okay. for a fight, but the weight kind of flushes off with me pretty easily. I don't struggle with the weight cuts. I gain a fair bit of weight after the fight because I love to pick out. <laughs> and yeah. after the weigh-in, I think like six hours after the weigh-in, I've already put on like eight kilograms and just always inflating afterwards. And then after the fight, I continue to eat and continue to to stuff my body with poor nutrients and poor fats. <laughs> Do you get, being from a fighting family, you come home with a kebab and they're like, Nikita, whack out of your hand or something like that. Have this. <laughs> Nah, not at all. Honestly, <laughs> we because of the fighting family, we understand the kind of the commitment it takes for the with with all the dieting. It's not good to be kind of in just like this healthy mode all at all times. There's always these little variations that where you're healthy at one bit, but then you can pig out for for another bit. But then once once the time comes to be healthy, you got to put all the junk food and the burgers to side and. <laughs> and torture yourself again <laughs> well that's uh you're the, you're the guy to do it now obviously you're yeah, going to touch down in thailand as we mentioned and uh you obviously are going to line up with your brother how's he doing obviously some pretty hard news to cop recently and not just for him i'm sure for your whole team for your family for everybody else how did you hear about uh tim and charlo kaput i saw it i heard about it on the saturday morning i just went i had a strength conditioning session and straight afterwards, I went on my phone in the car and I saw this post by Canelo saying he's versing Charlo. And I was like, wait, why does it say undisputed versus undisputed? That's the wrong Charlo. <laughs> I started like, I was very confused. Like, what's going on? So I started going through all the, then I see PBC posted and Showtime posted. So I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so it was, I found, I found the information probably before Tim. I got it pretty early, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. But I didn't kind of I didn't want to like talk to him about it initially because I knew that he's gonna be bombarded with this kind of talks from everyone. Everyone's gonna be messaging him. So just from like understanding what it's like to be like in the sports, if he wanted to talk to me about it, he would talk to me about it. But I didn't try and smother him with any kind of what's happening, what's what's the plans, what's what's going on. But yeah. What do you think he does for him? What do we what do I think Tim does? Yeah. Honestly, I have zero idea. No one tells me a thing. <laughs> I don't ask many questions. Did <laughs> you get on podcasts and release all the information? If we tell Nikita, he'll tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst person to try and find information from because yeah. yeah, I don't ask any questions. What do you What do you think um, you should do? Because like seriously, like, well, I guess we'll we'll find out what they do with the belts first, huh? Mm-hmm. I like. I think that the cutoff date for the mandatory WBO thing was the thirtieth of, of September, mm. and that's the date of the fight. So I think it was. I don't know. It's it's just a it's a weird weird little thing. A lot of conspiracies going on. Got the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> kind of when I'm looking through the videos, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you can go chase maybe Jamal and then take one for the Zoo Charlo <laughs> camp. Take him down and then. Head back and punch on the Zarafa and clean that one out for him. Would you do actually on that? Would you fight Michael Zarafa? Yeah, eventually I would. Eventually, but he's a, he's he's a little annoying. He's a bit of a drama queen. Always feels he needs to be in the spotlight. Honestly, I feel sorry for him sometimes. I feel like he's got a lot of self conscious issues and he's just lacks a lot of confidence in himself. But who knows? That's just my that's just my opinion. Um, doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean it's just an observation. 
Is it hard when he is doing things and saying what he says and it's a family member? Like, air boxing aside, it's your brother mm. that he's saying it about. I don't find it offensive at all. I just, I find it amusing. Yeah, I right. find it amusing that he always feels the need to try and get back in the spotlight, try and get, like, have a voice again. Yeah, it's <laughs> just amusing to me. I don't really, like, pay attention to any of the words that he says. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. What to, I honestly don't even know what, don't, don't know what to make of it. Well, I know what you're going to make of your opponent uh, coming up in, uh, <laughs> what do we got, August 23, the Sydney's Horton Pavilion. Yeah. It's like you're now starting to get a couple. I think the last time I spoke to you was before the last Horton fight. So, uh, look, mm-hmm. uh, a few more of those would be nice. Um, and that's going to be good. You, yeah. you packed it out last I, I love I love fighting in Sydney. Sydney's the place to be because... It's where my home is. I get to just chill out in my bed before the fight. I don't have to sit in any uncomfortable hotel rooms. I can't stand the hotel beds. So fighting in Sydney, yippee. (laughs) Is it weird? And I I, I do want to sort of run this through a few fighters as well and see what Mm -hmm. they say because – you kept away from the madness inside an arena, right? And then all of a sudden, you're in the the room, still quiet, everything's quiet, ring walk, somewhat quiet, and then – Boom, there's flames, loud fighting. Is it a bit? Mm. And then you go back home, you leave, then you're home, silent in your room, no one's around. Do you know what I mean? It's like that half an hour of just chaos on that day. This is something that I noticed in the first few fights. And that's what I really wanted to capture with my videos. You see the the kind of the silence, the calm before the storm, Mm. and then just an eruption of chaos, just an eruption of like uh, adrenaline and... And it goes back to the silence, but it's it's a, it's a thing to adjust to. The adrenaline that you feel in a fight—it's a feeling that I can't describe. I can't describe anything close to it because the rush that you get just—it takes over your body, takes over your mind. It's yeah, it's just crazy. I saw um, Tim leave after the Gold Coast fight in a convertible. I don't know if you saw the car he left in, but he left in mm-hmm. one of those convertibles and then he got caught at the traffic lights with an open roof car for yeah. maybe eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> with everyone leaving, just trying to hang in. Timmy, yeah. <laughs> red light, traffic light, just nowhere to go and just copped it for yeah. so long. I was like, oh, the poor guy's just getting pumped right now. But he loved it, obviously. he, um, he mm-hmm. I'm sure that, that adrenaline's still thick in the veins after doing something like that, right? So Yeah, after a fight, the adrenaline stays in for until the next day. Like, I can never sleep properly after a fight. I'm always just, even after, after when I'm sitting in bed, I'm just on my computer just watching YouTube videos or something. I just, I just can't get to sleep. The adrenaline just like, my hands are still kind of like shaking through the moment. Especially when they're, big fights, big wins, big arenas. Like mm. it's just, yeah, I couldn't imagine what that would feel like. So uh, I chat to you people yeah. about it because I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I can, I can yeah, stick a mark in your face after find a little piece to it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe skydiving could be similar. I don't know. Who knows? I'll give it a go. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Nikita Zoo, thanks for stopping by the Punch Podcast again. Always awesome to chat to you ahead of fights and always great to see you in these. Uh, I guess... Second last fight for the year, I'm going to say. I reckon you can squeeze one more in. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely plans. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'll say you it because yeah. you're a nice guy. Thank you. For man. December. Okay. Little Christmas <laughs> December. party present, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I appreciate the, this chat. This was, this was It was nice to have a, like a proper nice conversation. It felt like we were face-to-face and yeah, very enjoyable. Awesome, man. Well, like, yeah, right back at you and uh, – I look forward to uh, bumping into you at the back of the Horden there and, yeah, get it happening.
Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, there you go. What a great chat. What a legend and uh, someone that you definitely have to keep yourself across when he fights because it's, uh, as we said at the start of this interview today, he is all action. He is very, very good and going to go a very, very long way in this sport as well, just like his brother and, of course, just like his father. So it does run in the family, those elite skills. And uh, look, at Nikita Zoo on Instagram is how you can follow him. He is uh, dynamite in the ring and, uh, look, we're going to see that. August 23, Sydney's Horton Pavilion, the doubleheader. No Limit presents that fight with Liam Wilson as well on the card with the rest TBC and it'll be TBA on this podcast once I've got the information for you so I'll be sure to let you know that is the punch podcast done and dusted I'm out of here enjoy thanks for listening you can watch that whole chat with Nikita Zoo on the punch podcast YouTube channel so just search that as well and you'll be able to see that it's actually uh, yeah it's really good to watch it on the telly in your house or on your phone if you're commuting or anything like that or you can just listen to it here on the podcast we're right across all areas of media here at the moment. A bit of Twitter, some Instagram. I don't have a Facebook, only my own one. But look, we'll see what happens. At the moment, doing well on YouTube and right here on the Punch Podcast because of you and because you listen. So thanks for that. And uh, look, like, share, subscribe, leave your comments. All that engagement you can give some of this stuff goes a long way in helping it. Uh, I don't even know how technically in the back end, but let me tell you, it does. So if you can spare a couple of minutes to leave some comments or whatever like that, uh, that'd be much appreciated. But that's me done out of here. Peace.